the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia right here on SAFM it's 24 minutes after four o'clock. We're in conversation next with the Dr. Karen Begg, who is a newly elected chair of the South African Committee of Health Sciences Deans. Um, so the committee have made a call to the National Treasury to protect the healthcare system and not to institute budget cuts. If you may recall, the finance minister in Okotongwana announced the budget cuts during his medium-term budget policy statement last month. And let's now speak to Dr. Karen Begg. Dr. Begg, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. Have you been able to track or trace at least the impact that the so-called budget cuts have had? Because um, a conversation that we had, I think, a couple of a couple of months ago um, with some professionals in the health sector, they said that year on year there's actually been a decline in the money that has been allocated to health service. Correct. So certainly year on year, medical inflation, healthcare inflation is often higher than um, than the budgetary increases, inflationary increases over time. But remember that there's a specific um, uh, constraints that have been emanated since the 31st of August uh, letter from National Treasury mm. around significant budget cuts. And these are in the form of, of billions and trillions of rands. These are not uh, just th- these are not, uh, you know, just lesser increases in inflation. These are significant budget cuts that will impact across the entire government. Um, and it's important for us as a country to recognise the economic austerity um, situation that we face ourselves uh, with. But what we're calling for is um, a really careful and cons- uh, and considerate um, application of these of these constraints, fiscal constraints in the healthcare system, given just how vulnerable the healthcare system is. And particularly from our perspective as, as health sciences deans, um, is that as we produce health professionals, already we're seeing uh, National Department of Health issued a media statement uh, earlier in the week um, indicating that over 900 newly qualified professionals that we're literally just graduating now have not been placed um, for employment next year, which means that they sit at home because they can't practice. So they they're, um, legally cannot practice uh, unless they're in internship positions, if they've qualified as doctors, or if they're in community service positions, if they've qualified in other health professionals such as physios, occupational therapists, audiologists, speech-language pathologists, uh, biokineticists, et cetera, et cetera. So over 900 have not yet been placed. Mm-hmm. So considering um, the growing population, um, the um, poorly maintained infrastructure, what do you think the impact of these budget cuts will have on the provision of providing healthcare services to South Africans, considering especially the poor? So we, we're very concerned that, um, that it contributes to some of the systemic failures in our broader healthcare system across the country and certainly will impact on uh, compromising quality of care and particularly always then disproportionately affects uh, the well-being of uh, women and children and especially those in rural areas. Um, so that, that is our, always a concern. I think for us in particular, our concern is that short-term um, cuts can have significant long-term um, effects. So as we start to cut, and particularly if we start cutting in, in anything related to training, 
um, it's very difficult to reverse those impacts um, later and to be able to make sure that we have sufficient health professionals for our country in 10 to 20 years' time. So our lead time in training health professionals is generally from recruitment to, to exiting um, is, is a good five to six to eight years, depending on the, on the type of health professional. Um, but so, so any cuts today uh, have impacts uh, long-term in the future. The NCOP passed the NHI bill. Do you think that that could be the answer? The president, uh, while well, it's now in the president's entry, just waiting to see whether the president will assent to it or send it back to parliament for reconsideration, as some have called for it. But do you think that um, that is the answer? So certainly I think we're all in agreement that universal health coverage um, is absolutely what we're all looking for. Um, we, the, the, the principles of primary health care approach um, and universal health coverage are without question um, the mechanism through which that is delivered, um, which is which the NHI bill um, has uh, articulates, uh, some aspects um, remain to be to be tested, but there are certainly some of those areas um, that uh, there are still concerns around. But we are very committed to working together with um, the National Department of Health and Provincial Departments of Health in, in getting it uh, to the point that, uh, that, that we strengthen our healthcare system rather than detract and, and diminish our healthcare system. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Karen Bagg, newly elected chair of the South African Committee of Health Sciences Deans. But later on, we'll be in conversation with Martin Kingston, the chairman of Business for South Africa. They've written uh, to the president and want to petition him uh, to send the NHI bill back to parliament. Also, the Democratic Alliance um, is looking at going to the Constitutional Court um, to have the Constitutional Court test the Constitutional um, the constitutional validity of the NHI bill. Um, so this is an ongoing matter, of course, when it comes to the NHI bill. And uh, yesterday when the NCOP, was it this week, when the NCOP voted um, in favor of adopting the bill, um, it was the Western Cape that didn't vote in favor of it. And of course, the Western Cape is being governed by the Democratic Alliance.